Is it possible to live a longer quality life after a heart disease diagnosis? We are the patients who have resolved to become healthier, both physically and mentally. From managing symptoms to managing side effects, from managing medication to managing finances. We share the challenges and the triumphs. Discover what it really means to survive and thrive with a heart condition. This is Living with Heart Disease, a Heart of a Giant production. Here is our host, Samane Buba. Welcome everyone. So not every day as a giant, I talk to another giant. So today we have uh, another giant who also lives in Boston. Uh, I think you're 6'8". We're looking forward to looking um, to talking about his journey. We have a very similar journey, including the health body, and now he has a transplant. Uh, so we'll go through a few of you know the ups and downs, but you know also some of the um, beautiful moments uh, which you know I've been able to follow through Instagram. But yeah, so I think it's better that the guest introduces himself and give us all your full names, including your nickname and some of the businesses you do. So welcome, Mister George, and. Uh, Tell us uh, about who's, uh, you know, who we're talking to and who's work and all of that. Hi, my name is George Akwesibwachiyadom. I work for a company called Fathers Uplift. It's, it's a mental health outpatient clinic that serves primarily fathers and their families. And I'm one of the coaches there. And another thing I do as well I'm also a fashion designer, and I have a company called Bulk. And also, another thing I do on the side is technology consultant through my other company, the Bulk Group LLC, which I've been doing for years now. So it's just a little bit about me. Hey, welcome, and tell us about um, you know, tell us about maybe your family and stuff. We saw some beautiful pictures. My beautiful wife Ivy, and then I have. Three kids. I have a 12 year old, and then I have my son, Akwesi Jr., and then I have my youngest one who is eight months, Kwame. Wow, that's you, you are. <laughs> I, I used to tell people, you know, people usually ask me, you know, how do you do all of this? And, you know, you still have to deal with heart, yeah. your heart condition. Um, I don't know if it's a size thing, but like you have a lot going on. Like, you know, you have three kids, a yeah. family. Um, like almost three, you know, three three kind of professional lives, uh, which are not necessarily yeah. related, but you know they're connected because I feel like the creativity goes through technology, and then your father yourself um, supporting other fathers. So it's a great um, you're doing a lot, and it's, I think it's you know as a as a member of the community, I totally appreciate that. But you also had patient, and then you know, and you've been living with the Elvar for six seven years, and you recently got a transplant, so. Um, that's a lot, but we'll try to have a few moments to dissect it and touch on a few things. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of, you know, kind of go back in time and see a little bit, you know, when did this all start? Like, when did we know, when did we find out that you had a heart, heart condition? Yeah. Yeah, so my journey was extremely fast. So I was... In the, it happened in the year of 2015. I actually was playing professionally basketball in Russia. And then anytime I came back to the States, I always visited my mom for like a month before I go to Atlanta to go train. 
So when I came back, I was visiting my mom and then, you know, I was still working out. I was going to the gym. So one morning I was on my way to the gym and I just had like this really sharp pain in my chest and it went all the way through my back. So I got out the car and I just, I was walking. I was like, this is fine. It'll go away. But then I started feeling horrible and some guy saw me. He's like, Hey man, you okay? And for some odd reason, like he just called the ambulance. And since then, like they're like, yeah, you have heart failure. You have an injection fracture of like 3%. And this was in June. This was in June of 2015. And then I rapidly became worse. I stayed in, I was in the hospital. I became work. And by October, end of October, I needed an LVAT because it said my heart couldn't sustain itself. So it happened in a short amount of time, like in a few months where I went from normal to like needing something to support my heart. So they had me on a balloon pump for a few days till the insurance will authorize the LVAD because usually they give you six months or or more before they can authorize the LVAD. They never like they never got a case where they wouldn't somebody would need an LVAD that fast. It was very quick. It was extremely quick. And then this happened and at some point I'm like, thanks God it happening at home, right? Like where your family is. Yeah. How was that for you? Like, you know, it's like in my head, I go through all this. Mentally, it was it was damaging. Like to go from like working out twice a day, like like that being your life here, how you make your money to like could never play basketball again, and like to figure out something else to do. And on top of that, in a short amount of time, like you. Usually, I mean, from what I learned, like people with heart failure usually learn and then they get on some medication and they're like, hey, the medication is not working. These are the alternatives. So it'll be like a year or some change before like they actually get. Mine was like two months. So it was just very difficult. I went to a lot of stages of depression and just like feeling my self-worth was extremely low. Yeah, it was pretty bad. How did you kind of deal with that? Like, in, I don't know if you, you know, Ivy was in the picture then, but like your parents, your family, how do you deal with that? Like, yeah, Ivy, Ivy was definitely in the picture. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I'm at today because she's the one that uh, looked for a therapist for me. And she found, actually, she found the CEO of Father's Uplift, Charles Daniels. So Charles is the one that helped me really become what I am today. And he kind of took me as a mentor instead of like his client. I mean, I was, his, uh, he was my mentor and he helped me become who I am today. So if it wasn't for Ivy, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at. So, so I thank God for her. It wasn't easy. She didn't give me a choice, and, you know, and I don't want to lose her, so I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs>
but I went and it changed my life, definitely. Yeah, it's amazing because you're going through this great physical change, but that's you know how we look at it. But your cure technically is like, um, you know, it was a mental aspect, which, like you said, allowed you to rebuild yourself, you know, and all of that. But yeah, you go straight from from you know this life to to living with the Elva, you know, with all the challenges like you mentioned, insurance approving and all the delays. Um, and this was 2015, so it's still the early days of Elvat, you know, as a as a treatment. Um, but what was life like with the Elvat? Like, because you know, it, it's an adjustment. Now you have a, you know, we won't go into the detail of the Elvat, but like you have a tube coming out of your tummy, and you cannot walk around. You have, you know, risk and stuff. So, um, how was that like? It was an adjustment. It was an adjustment because you can't take showers every day. Like, you just can't get up and go. Also, you can't stay out for a very long time because you, you run off batteries. You need to be able to charge yourself. You can't go in the woods. You can't go camping. I mean, you can, but that's a high risk. You definitely cannot swim. And so it's a lot of things you can't do. And, like... You always got it. Like, even when you go out, like, to, like, with your friends, you got to be like, yo, carry carry one bo- battery in your pocket for me. Yeah, like, my friend's like, yo, yo, give me a battery. The other friend had the other battery. And I had the controller, the extra controller. So it was like. How many was the batteries? And also, how much autonomy did you have? Uh, 46 hours on each battery. Oh, my God. Like in my like my battery I have is seventeen hours, right? So if I put it on at seven a.m. Wow. until eight, 8 a.m. sorry until um, midnight, right? So what you're saying now is is crazy because that means every errands you have, yeah. So now that you say that way, that's a lot. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was just four hours. Yeah, and the batteries are pretty heavy. Two, three pounds. Yeah, like they're they're really heavy batteries, and they don't last long, and they deplete. I had to replace my batteries by year three. So yeah, but I did travel to Ghana with my LVAT though. It was good. Uh, they gave me a LVAT charger that was European, and gave me extra six batteries. So I had twelve batteries with me just in case like the lights went off. I still have batteries. And it was fun going with an LVAT. That was like year four, so I was used to it. Now, how was that? Like showing up with a, you know, this device. I, you know, I'm trying to picture people at the airport. Back home, I mean, I'm from Africa, so I'm trying to like picture that scene where, you know, this guy shows up with like, you know, gun looking. They're like, uh, they were very empathetic because, you know, I speak my own language. So I explained to them what it was. They were like, oh my God. I'll pray for you. It's so like stuff like that. Like everything will work out. Don't worry. Yeah, stuff like that. So it was very, it was very important. It was it was important because it was also like me and my wife's wedding. So we did our traditional and our white wedding. It was very important and it went really well. And I'm going and we're going back this year. 
So, yeah, this year we're going back to Ghana. So that'd be special for them too. Like you go with them, right? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's quite a story because those are some of the frustrations with label the help by the people have those questions. Like you said, there's a lot of things you can't do. And I'm sure there's not a lot of people that, you know, travel with the Elba to Ghana, you know, and that's like, how long is that flight again? Yeah. It's probably, you know, it's a long flight and, and you probably have a little. So, I like to, uh, I like to stay in Portugal for like a few days before I go back to Ghana. So I, I cut it in half. So I travel to Portugal. I think that's like five, six hours. Then I stay in Portugal and then I go to Ghana. That's another like five, six hours. I did that because of the LVAD. I had to charge up, but I still would want to do that again because I just like Portugal. Lisbon, like Lisbon, it's a really nice place. Yeah. They have good food. It's nice people. It was very chill. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, that's amazing because you have, um, you know, you are, uh, and you mentioned all the laughs you have, but you're going through, you know, this Elba journey, you're seeing a therapist who's helping you. So how was that rebuilding process? You know, how did you come, you know, I mean, you were playing professional basketball, so I'll assume you didn't have a lot of time for other things. But how did you start picking up um, all these activities? Like, you know, now you're counselor, you're coach, you know, you're fashion designer, technology consultant. So how did you kind of um, rebuild that life? And how was that, you know, what was that process like? So I always was into fashion, but I didn't know it. Like I used to always want to dress nice. I always wanted to be innovative, but I really got into it when I got my LVAD because I couldn't find shirts that would hide my LVAD because I was very insecure about it. So there was no shirts that could cover it and it looked big. It made, it made me look weird and I like to look nice. So I started putting zippers on the side of my shirts. I, um, Ivy, my wife told me how to sew. So I started putting zippers on the side of my shirt so that the shirt could open up. So it would be able to cover the LVAT. I started with that and then I started putting like Kente on the side of the shirts stuff. And then it just went from that to like, wow, I know how to sew now. I want to do more. And I just started doing a whole bunch of stuff and it just turned into like, my one of my friends was like, "Hey, can you make me a shirt?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Please." So I made my first shirt, and then since then, like, I just came up with like a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to do, crazy ideas. Started sewing it with Ivy. She helped me out, and I had my first fashion show, and then everybody liked it, and then. I got to have a fashion show at the MFA and then I did the ICA and then I was just doing a whole, like I even did a few fashion shows with a few people and it just, it just turned into something big. I didn't think it was going to be, yeah, but people really liked the stuff. So, so you were just, you were just following your heart and then, uh, yeah. And then, you know, putting in the work yeah. and next thing is like, Amazing, and but I, I'm yeah. so I'm yeah. so amazed by your team. Like you know, your support system, yeah. uh, your friend are asking for yeah. the t-shirt. Obviously, your wife supporting you. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. My, I have a really good support system. Uh, yeah, and as for working, like doing my technology stuff, it just came from 2016. I started a company. Like actually, my uh, my mentor. 
advised me to start a company. And, and, you know, I'm a person that I always find ways. Like, I might not be the smartest, but I know how to get the smartest people. So I was like, I'm, that's a skill of mine. So so I just use it as consulting. And I used to, to help people. And I get them to people that that they need and what they need to get done. And it's just been very lucrative for me because like, if anybody needs anything, they come to me, I make sure they get everything gets done. You know, it's kind of like a, a job that is hell. It holds substance, but you can't really explain it. Like why does, and people be like, why do I need you to help me if I could find this myself? Because I find the best people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer and I can always, um, I can definitely accept that because, you know, it's, it's, uh, everything we do at the end of the day is about people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about those relationships. So, uh, what is, what I'm hearing is that you have your leader, right? And you have, uh, good relationships and, and then you, you like to get things done and, uh, you know, somebody can go get it themselves and then spend 10 hours. And like you said, you can get the right person that will do it in two minutes. And, and it's different things, but it's not, it's not high school or it's not even college where you have to be like, you know, I'm the best, get the numbers. So by getting things done and literally, you know, um, making people money, saving time, saving energy. So yes. if, if somebody doesn't see your value in that role, like facilitating that, they just don't know how business or life, you know, life even works, right? So. Like I'm, I'm not like if I need, you know, we just bought a house, like a new house now. And if I need anything, I'll start with the realtor we talk to. Him. Like, hey, do you know a plumber? You know, um, yeah. Or you go to the contractor. You're like, hey, you know, do you know this person? And they'll be in the contractor, and then you know. But that's that's one phone call. You don't have to go through Yelp and do all of that. You, you know. So what you do is amazing and it's yeah. super valuable. Um, and it's impressive to me because you know it's like you have a life before and after. You know, heart disease. Right, like at the, after yeah. the onset, when you look back now, what do you think about that? That like I don't know, like in terms of accomplishment and terms, it's great being a professional basketball player. It's cool, right? But how do you even measure those two lives? And I'm saying that I measure I measure those two lives because it's like my wife never seen that life where me playing basketball. You know, all she knows is this other guy. She doesn't know so. I also me having two sons, I want to introduce them to basketball. And the best way to do that is for them to watch you do it, you know, and cause I don't want to like push it on them. I want them to naturally want to do it. And the only way they kids always want to do what their parents do. In most cases, but they can still pick it up. You know, you can still, you can still make them fall in love with basketball. Yeah, definitely. But like the way I look at it is like, if they're around me working out, you know, playing in the games, eventually they're going to be like, I want to do what dad does, you know, naturally. But like, and I definitely want to play basketball again. So my goal is to join a winter league in November. So I'm just working out, trying to get ready for that. Are, are you taking it easy though? You know, you, you just been, it's like eight months post transplant. So I know I'm taking it very easy. Like, because I get blood work and they're like, hey, are you lifting too much weights? We see your levels are going up. I need you to relax. But but I am taking it easy. But, like, that's one of my goals. 
it's a great goal, and I think it's a goal that will help you push. But this is my my coach part, right? So mm-hmm. just remember, if you do it this winter or the next winter, you know you you'll still be great. So yeah, uh, make sure you listen to yeah. your body, you know, in the process. Definitely. No, as far as a kid, I think being um, like I'm not about I love I love basketball, of course, and I love soccer, uh, and I have and boys are you know girls too, but kids are very interesting. They 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 watch you, like you said. Doing a work with you would be great, but um, but they, you can make them fall in love with it. I have kids that like, you know, they just see us watch games. Of you, you know, I forgot to tell you, I'm half Senegalese, right? So African champion. Right? <laughs> yeah, they did pretty good. Guess you know, just I just had to throw that in there. But they they love it so much that like they will play soccer and stuff. But they didn't even know what soccer was about, but they just love the idea. So I feel like you can still make them do that. Well, I had a similar moment where. My kid was learning to swim, and and I love swimming. Like and I remember, it was me and my dad swimming and going underwater, doing all the like stuff, scuba diving and stuff. So that moment, I was like, shoot, I cannot do this. Mm. Uh, but I remember one day, you know, my kid, the, the coach wasn't there and couldn't swim, so I put a bullet, I put a vest on him, like a life life vest on him, um, and I put him in the water, got a noodle, and then you know he will swim, and I'll pull him, I'll push him forward up and down the the thing, and I had my friend next, so you know, in case he needed to jump in, but like. I just needed to do it, right? It wasn't like the smartest idea, but um, I can appreciate what you're saying. It's very important that you and your sons share those moments. So I hope that, yeah, in a couple of months you'll be playing and they'll be taking on you soon. So I hope you're ready for for them challenging you. Yeah, I know, right? That's the next goal. They will challenge you and take over. And I love it. Um, I have. I think we wanna. I wanna move into the like this last segment where you, like, you know, about the health and we'll touch. We'll, you know, we'll look at some of the memories. So you've been on the Elvard for how long were you on the Elvard for? And then now, how did you move to uh, six years? Six years. So six years up to when? Like when? So when did the transplant happen? And how that? And how that? Um, how did that come about? So the transplant happened last October, the end of October, twenty twenty one, and it happened on the last day of when I was going to leave the hospital. So they told me that there's really nothing they could do. Well, they didn't say it like that, but like pretty much that's what they said. There's really nothing they can do. They can, um, they're going to discharge me and I just have to wait. And around 12 a.m., they woke me up and they were like, hey, we got a heart for you and we have to prep you for a heart transplant. So, so I called my wife and I told her and she started, she was so happy, started crying and everything. So, wait, you didn't cry? <laughs> uh, me? Nah, I didn't. I was just, I felt like I was going through another basketball game. I had to prepare myself mentally, you know. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like a cry moment for me. It was more like, okay, you're going to have to learn how to walk again. You're going you're gonna to be real weak. Like, this is about to be a process. So yeah. I got to prepare myself. So I was focused because, you know, it happens real quick, like, they tell you at twelve by three a.m. You in the like you getting my God. I don't know how long it took, but I think I was. I, it felt like two days, where I guess it was like twenty four hours or thing or a day surgery. I woke up mid surgery. It felt like they, they had to like, they had to remove the alvad and, and put in a new heart. But then, yeah, they, uh, how long were you kind of down for? Like I know that they, like they induced coma in some cases and stuff. So when did you wake up? How many days after did you wake up? I think. Two days because they left my chest open for like I don't know for a few hours or 
they couldn't close it, but they left it open for a little bit before they closed it. And then they incubated me for a few days, wow. and then I just woke up. That's gruesome, though. That's rough. Like, the intervention one, I, I, I remember that. I, that was the worst for me. Like, that children's, I, I'll, I'll pull it out. I, mm-hmm. I was trying to pull out mine when I woke up. Yeah, my I woke up mid-surgery trying to pull my tube out. Yeah, I was fighting the doctors. I remember because because they look they had all they had these masks on and like oh you can see their eyes and I was just like fighting them. So I, I don't know if they're like yeah man you woke up mid surgery trying to get up with your chest open and all this and I was like Jesus Christ, that's scary. Oh man. It's like good and happy memories because you don't remember, right? Like you're not dead. Like I had people telling me, other nurses telling me, "Oh, you that guy that was fighting the nurses, <laughs> the, the doctors." Yeah, and I'm like, it sounds like me, but like you know, also being a big person is like, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think because being big, they don't give us enough anesthesia. So I woke up trying to fight the doctors. Like it was crazy. So they had me strapped to the bed. Yeah. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I kept moving. That's crazy. Yeah, they don't want to overdo it too because mm-hmm. it's tricky. But yeah, I think being tall has its own, you know, being big has its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, but you got a transplant, and and how long were you in the hospital for? And when, like you say, you had to relearn to walk again and and do all of that. In some cases, I know people learn to to talk and all of that. I was in the hospital for two months, and then. I, my kidneys was failed. My kidneys failed. Obviously, they gave me they gave me diabetes, so I had to go to. Uh, my kidneys started working. I did dialysis for like a week, and then it started working again. But I'm still dealing with this diabetes stuff, and it's really annoying because I'm still on prednisone. So it's so, it's trade offs, right? Yeah. 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 So. I really want to get rid of this diabetes because it really messes with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm making a little bit of progress. I notice when I work out like a lot, my diabetes kind of regulates itself. But when I don't work out, it kind of shoots back up. So I just got to find a healthy balance. Yeah. Well, how's the nutrition? My nutrition has been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Because I understand the, work, 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 the workout is there, but... Um, is it not like a nutrition, the big part? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's like the most important part. The nutrition is definitely the most important part. Low sodium, no sugars. Yeah, and up to, even now, right? Like after the transplant? Yeah, yeah. So when did you kind of get back to active life, like go back to work and, and you know, doing your, your design and things like that? I just, I went back to work in February. But I was working virtually, so I just started coming into the office like a few months ago. When it comes to like doing my fashion stuff, I haven't done any fashion shows yet. I haven't designed any new things yet. I'm still, I'm still mentally not there yet. But I am selling my old stuff, and people are buying it. Where, where, where do they? Where can you see that? Where do you get that? Where do you see the old stuff? Like you sell it? Like is it like? Do you have a store online? Yeah. Like, can you share the links with us? No, I actually, yeah, I don't have a store online. But I do have, uh, I do sell 
at different events. Like my next event is at Franklin Park on Tuesday, next Tuesday, where I'm gonna have a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I have to I have to remind you, you owe me a t shirt. You owe me a shirt at least. Yeah, man, I got you. I got you. I don't know if you have anything my size, but I'm putting on the right. I also owe you a t shirt from like, you know, whatever hard to be giant. But yeah. Um, you know what I'm gonna do? Yeah. We have to have an episode where I'll get it I'll get a shirt. I'll probably come on Tuesday. But we have to have an event where you, you dress me up like like this, like this, like where you guys looking right now, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know. So what was going on there? And I like the caption of course, but like I'm also a stylist for anyone in Boston area and obviously looking great, looking fresh, uh, and what was going on here and obviously everybody's like inspirational because they know the backstory, but So what was going on here was me and my friends, we had a ga- a gala to go to. So I made some cummerbunds and bow ties. And then I bought like my favorite type of suits to buy is Talia Orange because they make suits for big guys. And I really love these suits. I bought some for my friend. And then we I made the pants and I just like bought some shoes from Amazon. Like the shoes were like $20, but they look nice, you know? Yeah, and then we just put the whole fit together, and it just looked great. And you can't even see my LVAD. My LVAD is right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you have an LVAD, but, like, you're right. Like, you won't know, but you can, you know, and it's well set up. And, and that's something that, like you said, it's very hard to live with an LVAD. And then this, I'm assuming, is um, what was this picture taken? Was this back home? Because, like, now you're looking like a, a traffic yeah, and giant. This is my uh, wedding, my traditional wedding photo. Yeah, it was taken in Ghana. That's special, man. I love this one. Um, we'll, we'll see a few folks. And then this one, I just got intrigued, but um, I thought, I'm assuming it was your mother. I don't know who's the gentleman. It's probably your brother, but um, what are we that's looking my, at? That's my little brother. Oh, my God. He's taller than you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he is. I see mommy's tall, but that's it. That's it. That's it. Like, it's deceiving, right? Because it makes you look... Like in my head, I had to remember, like, dude, you talk. So he's like seven feet, right? Or something. And this is, um, I'm just going, you know, through other pictures I found on Instagram. But what are we looking at here? Um, you mentioned you have a daughter, but I don't know if this is your daughter. Yeah, this is my daughter. This is when she was like four. Oh my God. Are you one of those girl dads? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep telling people, you're the worst. My, my baby. God, that's the worst. It's like, and, and the, it's like no shame. Like this, like you guys don't even deny it. I love it. I love to say. Um, and here you also had an Elbert, right? Like, like you know, dancing, kick it, killing it. But yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, I, I had an Elbert. Man, I, I think I feel like I found my designer. You gotta hook me up. You gotta hook me up. And then you also an artist because you do a lot of things. Like, like here you're doing graffiti. I'm not sure, if, you know, like you do other art. So like you have full yeah. fledged artist. Yeah, I mean, so this came about, I did a photo shoot with somebody that had my clothes on, and then this is like a wall in Cambridge where people do graffiti, and I was just like, you know what, let me do something small. Yeah. And he added to it, that's beautiful. Um, I think I might see some of the shots in the picture, and this is this I like because it's like, a, it's you know, it's still casual, like, but but I'm assuming you also had the Elbert here, let me look at it there. Uh, it's, it's hard to pull this yeah. off, right? It's like, you know, it's hard to pull off, pull off the, this kind of outfit with an Elbert. So 
Um, sometimes being big helps yeah. a little bit, but like how you hiding your elbow here and still looking like fresh, like it's like Havana fresh, you know? Yeah, this, I had definitely had my elbow here. Yeah. And what was this accomplished show you said? Yeah. So this was a shoot I did with one of my friends. So how is this one now? Like this one is, um, is this an old picture or when was yeah, this? Yeah, so this was a picture before my LVAD. Uh, like 2015. Yeah. Yeah, before my LVAD. This is when I was, I guess, my LVAD, like my heart was failed, but I didn't know. Because I was holding on to a lot of water weight and I didn't know why. Yeah, so your body was retaining water. Yeah, it was retaining yeah. a lot of water. Oh my God. So how many pounds did you lose when that happened? Like when the, when, you know, the, you, the first found out, and I'm sure they put you on a diuretic or something like a water pill. How much, like, how much did you lose? I remember I lost a lot of pounds like, the first time. I went from 310 to, like, to, like, 240, like, in months. Yeah, I, and it was mostly water. Dude, that's a lot of weight to carry, extra weight to carry around. Because, uh, you know, you're still strong and your body's still working hard. Yeah, I had no idea it was water. I thought it was just me not working out enough. Yeah, you think you're not doing enough, so you try to do extra. Yeah. All right, let me, let me, there's a few more. I want to, there's one with the kid that I want to show, but like I have, this is the wedding. I'm assuming this is in Ghana. And I, I like the way that yeah. you guys set up people from short to tall. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, and yeah, this, this is what I was looking for. That's your son, Bob Jr. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah, that's my son. What is it like being a dad to him? Like, oh, uh, he's amazing. He follows me around everywhere. He's like my mini me. He's a, <laughs> he's a giant himself. People always asking me, why is he not talking? Why is he not talking? Why is your why is your four or five year old not talking? I'm like, he's two. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, that's a big baby. Yeah. All they have to do is look at you, right? They're like, well, that makes sense. You're tall. I'm like, yeah. 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 It's so precious. It's so beautiful. I see. Um oh, that's your daughter and your 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 first son. And, and I'm assuming that's Ivy, yeah. right? Beautiful family. Yeah, that's Ivy. Yeah, and, and you mentioned create. Uh, she's a creative too, because I know she helped you with the uh, with the work, like your 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 first your yeah, work. But she's like, she's a real artist. She's a real, <laughs> she's a real artist in the house. You guys make a good team. That's the beauty of it. I mean, you collaborate. She's my she's my partner for life. I love it, and then I think that's. That's very important because she saved your life, technically. I see a gang here. What's going on? That's <laughs> it's like, it's a cool picture. Um, was this was this after the Elbag? No. Yeah, this was after my transplant. This was my first time I went out ever after the transplant. And I'm glad I got to go out with my, my, my close friends. Like, it was, it was different. I was like, oh, my God. I don't have to... Go- Worry about batteries and all this. It was it was crazy. I went to hospital once and somebody was looking at me, and I was wondering why. It's like, yeah, no, I had the helmet like you like many years ago, and sometimes you forgot the feeling. So it's like it was just interesting for him to see, you know, the helmet because you know it took him back. Um, so so this is special. Like you have to readjust to life, you know, like yeah. And now you have this less weight to carry. Your friends don't have to carry batteries for you. How are they like responding to to like all the changes you've been through? And I know they're super supportive, but like, 
how's everything, um, how's the relationship with them? Um, yeah, has anything changed? And you know, besides being able to join them on all the parties and things like nah, that. Nah, nothing has changed. The only thing is, you know, I'm just excited to play basketball with them again. You know, like be on the same team, like. You know, that's – but I, I, I want to take it slow, but, like, I'm so eager because that's, like, something I wanted to do, just, like, get back to it. It's like the full circle. Yeah. I hope they're easy on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That's special. I, I'm really amazed at the, the love that people show you of Instagram. And, and it's kind of – for me, it shows, it shows that you're a good person. And one of my friends was telling me, like, you get back what you give. So yes, definitely. Um, I want to take this moment to really, you know, thank you for that. And obviously, you know, you've been yourself for many years. So keep doing that. We want to be able to, like, uh, I think the world deserves um, to enjoy you as, as much as possible and as long as possible. So uh, those are, like, my last words. And then, But I'm super grateful to talk to you. I'm looking forward to, you know, more of this. Thank you. Um, but I want to give you the last words and see if you have like, like any last message and any advice that you might have for, you know, people going through similar experience and, and, and also, you know, like to close out, what, what does it mean to live with a heart disease um, in your case to you? Well, one thing I always say is God won't put more on your table than you can handle. Also, always think positive and positive things will come. You think negative, negative things will come. The only difference between a millionaire and a broke person is how they think. So that's all I'm going to leave with. Man, thank you so much. We are, you are an African giant in the true forms and then, you know, through your being, through your mind and through your spirit in terms of everything you're doing. Uh, so we're grateful. And then, uh, like I said, you're going to dress me up one day, so we're going to make that happen. Yes, uh, and I look forward to that. Yes. But it's beautiful. I want to really meet uh, Miss Ivy. I want to meet your beautiful kids, um, and then uh, and I love for you to meet mine because they can be they'll be super wild <laughs> and have a similar experience. Where people yes. look at them and they're like the big kids and stuff. But you know, yeah. Thanks so much, man. We are reminded that we are all connected through our experiences of friends, family, and community. We thank our guests for your generosity of heart, looking beyond your sorrows to share your journeys and inspire others. And thank you for listening to this episode. We hope it did your heart good. Visit us online for more resources at heartofagiant.org.